Rachel. Hello, Lewis. Oh, look at you. Yeah. They're still finding bodies. It's chaos out there. This house is being requisitioned by the British government. This is yet your house. But we have Hey, Lewis. Hello, Morgan. Please come inside. This is my wife. My daughter and I will stay out of your way until we move to the camp. What if we let them stay on? You mean, live with them? There may not be an outward show of hatred, but it's there below the surface. During the war, did you ever hope for a German victory? Did the bombing affect the health of you and your family? It affected the health of my wife. She died in the firestorm. I'm so sorry. Tell me what I was walking into. This isn't how it was supposed to be. None of this is how it is supposed to be. Please don't go. I had a job to do. If you're going to spy on a girl, the least you could do is pay her a compliment. Yes, of course. Something's changed. Be careful, that's all. They're not like us. I never thought that I could be happy like this. Come with me. This is what you wanted. It's a new beginnings. So this movie is about a woman, a British woman, who's invited to Hamburg at the end of the Second World War in the middle of Germany by her husband, and she comes hating Germans. And during the course of the movie, she grows to connect with the German people around her and to move in a rather amorous way towards a German man who's allowed to stay in the house that they're living in. So it's a, it's a movie about reconciliation, about forgiveness, and about compassion and rebuilding, reawakening again. I think what drew me to the project was that it had very profound qualities to it about what it is to be a human being, to be uh, in love with a, a person you shouldn't be in love with, and to try and work on your marriage and see whether you can rescue your marriage, which is uh, something obviously a very universal quality. And that felt to me like a very modern story. I read the script and I thought, oh, I've never read anything quite like this. And although I've been in a number of World War II films and have seen many World War II films, you know, I've never seen a film that was dealing exactly with this period of time, which was the direct aftermath after the conflict and, and kind of what that must have been like for all of those people. It was sort of kind of post-apocalyptic and how exactly you did rebuild after that. How physically did you rebuild uh, cities? How did you rebuild nations? And and as far as kind of relationships, you know, there, there wasn't anybody on either side of that conflict that wasn't touched personally by having lost somebody. And therefore, kind of, there were no winners. And sort of, what did that look like? And how did people kind of manage to move forward? And I think it was a question that actually I'd never really thought about. Um, and you, I, I think I realised, you know, that, that actually that generation, their great triumph was in fact the rebuilding after that horrific conflict it was a time that I didn't know about you know about 
you know, I always knew about the war and, you know, the battles and the this and, you know, the West won. But I didn't know about how Germany got to be where it is today, you know, and who picked up the pieces of this, you know, terrible mess. Um, and then I loved... I loved that none of the characters were judged. You know, Louis, Stefan or Rachel. You know, you couldn't... You didn't say this person's bad or this person's wrong. It was it was an examination of love. I thought, in a, in a way, a great psychotherapist would talk about it. You know that what it means to stand in love rather than just fall in love. What it means to try, you know, to find true love, to build a relationship which is which is extraordinary, particularly out of the ashes. You know, of of this mess that that they'd found themselves in. Rachel and Lewis had found themselves in. The story was quite unique. Uh, we rarely see. The devastation on the German side um, after the war. We never see the the pain and the suffering on that side. Um, and and uh, and to meet people like Stefan that were neither good nor bad, that were somewhere in between, just trying to make it through the day and protect his daughter. Um, I thought that was beautiful and again quite different. Rachel. Hello, Lewis. Oh, look at you. I play Rachel Morgan, a English woman who moves out to Hamburg where her husband is trying to rebuild in the aftermath of the Second World War. They're still finding bodies. It's chaos out there. Lewis Morgan, he, he's a colonel in the British Army. She's coming over now to a different husband, you know, who's a different man with a lot of unsettled business for her. Colonel Morgan. Welcome. Hey, Lubus. Please come inside. Let me show you the house. He requisitions a house and lets the owner, Herr Lubert, and his daughter remain. So you're in another heightened, tense scenario of these people sharing this house. You didn't tell me what I was walking into. This isn't how it was supposed to be. None of this is how it is supposed to be. Please don't go. I had a job to do. I've read a lot of World War II stories, and a lot of them are very black and white. This just went deeper. It's showing the horrors of war. My wife died in the firestorm. I'm so sorry. She came in with her idea of who these people were and what this country was and what they would be like, and then is, is suddenly having to confront the fact that there are people that have suffered such incredible loss. Definitely within the relationship with Luba, it's, to begin with, at least simply a sexual need, but also that there's somebody who understands, as opposed to her husband, she's shut down and not in any way give her the support that she needs. How do you deal with that? You've grown separately with this massive big hole. This film was inordinately ambitious. The storyline is in such a fresh arena. It's an extraordinary moment. It's when the world's been absolutely laid flat in a way it never had before and hopefully never will again. We have this incredibly intimate and meaningful story about three individuals who've all lost and the universal story of how it is that you repair yourself and move on in life. I never thought that I could be happy like this. I hope that when people see it they're as moved as I was when I read the script. The kind of themes within the piece really stuck with me. Come with me. This is what you wanted. The new beginnings.
you know, I want the audience to take away both an understanding of this unique era, the end of the Second World War and the beginning of the Cold War. Nobody knows anything about this moment, how generous the Americans and the British were to the defeated German people. And that's a story of forgiveness and compassion and reconciliation. And we need to work, all of us, both in America and in Britain, on those qualities that bring us nearer to other human beings and not judge them by their nationality or their colour or their gender, but actually as other human beings. You're about to meet a strange people in a strange enemy country. I didn't know anything about this particular part of history. I didn't know that there was an English occupation of Germany after the war. We dropped more bombs on Hamburg and fell on London in the whole of the war. It's been difficult. For all of us. 1945 was an astonishing moment for Europe. It's beholden to us as filmmakers never to forget the most cataclysmic episode of the 20th century. The inspiration comes from, directly from a family story. My grandfather, Walter, was stationed in Hamburg just after the war. He was the governor of a place called Pinneberg, just outside Hamburg. When I was pitching the story of the aftermath, I learned that Ridley Scott is the same age as my father and had a very similar experience of being a young boy in post-war Germany. It completely recalled my childhood. My father was important in the army, and so he was seconded to the, uh, the Allied forces in Germany. This house is requisitioned for British use by order of the Control Commission, Germany. The Brits basically requisitioned properties in order for their families to live in them when they came over, because they were going to be here reconstructing the country. And my grandfather, as governor, needed a house. This is yet your house. Father said, what's going to happen to the, to the German people, the German family? And they said, oh, well, he'd be put in, they'll be put in a camp. And uh, Father said, no, we will share the house with the German family. You didn't tell me what I was walking into. I'm not comfortable with it. Because they're Germans. Now, it's difficult for people today to imagine just how strange, almost, that gesture was. There was a very visceral kind of hatred toward, towards the Germans. There may not be an outward show of hatred, but it's there below the surface. For me, the actual story is that gesture of reconciliation, rebuilding and generosity. I, I wondered if you'd like to join me for breakfast, both of you. This movie probably wouldn't have been made without that gesture because it sets up this extraordinary um, situation of two former enemies effectively living together. If you're going to spy on a girl, the least you could do is pay her a compliment. Yes, of course. Seeing the set of the house was actually quite humbling, actually, for my, for my dad, actually, to see that house and to see the care that goes into trying to create something that's authentic to the words on the page. Please don't go. We have a job to do. I never thought that I could be happy like this. I did meet with Ridian, um, but I didn't... Uh, the film, the script was very different from the novel. So I sort of left the novel and sort of went just for the script. And I did, I did bits of research on my own about the period and then uh, sort of loosely about grief because I didn't want to speak to anyone because I'm not a journalist and I didn't want to kind of encroach in anybody's pain. Um, so I read sort of various psychological uh, or kind of... Um, 
things online about grief and how the different ways that men and women grieved. Um, and I think there was one thing that majorly stuck out, which was somebody who had lost their child, which said, you know, that there is no, there's no word for a parent who's lost a child. If you're a child that's lost, lost a parent, you're an orphan, or you're a widow, or you're a widower. But there is no word. So mm-hmm. it's such a kind of horrific, terrible thing that there isn't even a word in our language that can kind of cover it. And and that kind of idea of somebody that no longer knows what she is. Is she still a mother if she's lost her child? What function does she have? And I, I think I was interested in kind of all of those those ideas within it. Kira's fantastic. I mean, she's had a child since then, and I've had a child since then. And um, this part required, a, you know, it's a very intimate portrayal of a man and a woman and their intimacy and their problems and their frailties and their fears, you know, and, and their sexuality and... and and, um, you know, I couldn't have found a better partner than Kira. She's, she's wonderful. I met Kira about 10, 15 years ago when she did Pirates with my old man. Um, so I, I, I met her a couple of times then, um, but this is the first time we worked together, and uh, I loved it. You didn't tell me what I was walking into. This isn't how it was supposed to be. None of this is how it is supposed to be. And yet here we are. I've done this period before, but I've never dealt with the aftermath of this period. Hello, Morgan. Hello, Lewis. This is my wife, Mrs. Morgan. What if we let them stay on? You mean live with them? For Rachel in this, she's lived through the war. What she's never seen is the catastrophe that had happened in Germany. There are people that have suffered such incredible loss in the same way that she has. It was a role, I think, that was very complex. And I think it was, for me, a joy to see her settle into the role. And actually, really, each day, Kira just got more and more within the space of Rachel Morgan. I've never seen her do better, actually. She did really well. Maybe this is the best thing I've seen her do. Please don't go. I had a job to do. I think I was really interested in the idea of when you've been living as enemies for so long, how do you suddenly get past that? How do you suddenly see people as people again and not simply as evil and on the other side? It's such a huge question and one that is so relevant to today. I never thought that I could be happy like this. Alexander is, I think, again, just a very, very lovely man. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's great when you're kind of dealing with with a story that is sort of so complex and so dark. Um, it's really nice when you're working with really nice people. <laughs> uh, Alex Skarsgård is like a gentle giant. He's like six foot three. He's built like a football player. It was refreshing to read something about someone who was uh, conflicted and um, somewhere in the middle. Uh, who uh, wasn't a member of the Nazi party, but also not a, a, a hero. He uh, carried a lot of baggage, and so it, it was um, an, an interesting challenge to, to take on. This house is being requisitioned by the British government. My daughter and I will stay out of your way until we move to the camp. So I play Stefan Lubert, who's um, a German architect. Stefan lost almost everything during the war. To see Hamburg in you know, the fall of 1945, the devastation, half the city was leveled, was heartbreaking. During the war, did you ever hope for a German victory? I wanted to go back to how it was. 
I miss my wife. He lost, in a way, his daughter. She's very much a, kind of estranged now. She doesn't, she blames him for the death of her mother, Claudia. This is just your house. The Morgans were kind enough to let them stay, but it does create a lot of friction as well, especially between Stefan and Rachel. My wife died in the firestorm. I'm so sorry. It's a really interesting relationship. You're in turmoil and you want to feel something other than the pain that you're in. And then there's somebody who understands. I never thought that I could be happy like this. This is sort of micro and macro, and the story explores those through the triangle of relationships in the house between Lewis and Rachel, and then Rachel and Lubat. Come with me. This is what you wanted. Will we be all right? Everything can start again. I love working with Jason Clark. Yeah, we work together with on Everest. Nothing good ever happens when we're married. Um, there he dies. Then this time we, our son dies. I mean, you know it. Uh, but he he is such a wonderful actor, and I I just totally love working with him. I found the film when I watched it that it opens me up. You know, it doesn't it doesn't pull my strings or it's not manipulative anyway. It just opens you up as it, it peels back your levels, and then so by the end of it. You're left with a great positiveness and a hope for us as people and of what we are capable of, of building rather than just destroying. You know, I mean, it's set in the aftermath of World War II and the end of a, you know, the loss of a child and a marriage that's falling apart in the aftermath of all of that. And yet out of it, we see what we are capable of, of who we really are or who we really can be if we allow you know, that to reside within us and grow. And Jason Clark, who's from Australia, is much more rooted, much more grounded, a kind of much more alpha quality to him. I spoke to him. I was on holiday in France, in uh, Cap Ferret, and um, read it. Wasn't looking to do anything at the time because I needed a bit of a break. Loved it, and then Skyped with James and uh, Jack. And, uh, you know, you could just see that. I watched, you know, Testament to Youth, and I just thought, you know what? I do believe that you're going to make a beautiful love story here. With, with a social underpinning. I mean, you follow this couple, but it's it's about the world at large, um, and that you know you're not going to turn into something that's silly. You know, it's, it's actually going to be very honest and moving and real. We dropped more bombs on Hamburg and fell on London in the whole of the war. It's been difficult for you too, I expect. For all of us. Lewis Morgan, he's a colonel in the British Army. He's in charge of Hamburg, which is the British section of, you know, of Germany that was divided up after World War II. It's chaos out there, Rachel. There's nowhere to put these people. There's nowhere to f nothing to feed these people. This isn't how it was supposed to be. None of this is how it is supposed to be. And yet here we are. Lewis is busy rebuilding Hamburg. We're dealing with displaced people, refugees, starvation, the denazification of a, of a whole people who've been brainwashed. Hi. Hitler. He hasn't seen much of his wife during the past, you know, couple of years as, you know, as the war's raged on. He's a different man. Please don't go. I had a job to do. His way of dealing with grief is to simply not talk about it, shut down and not in any way give her the support that she needs, which pushes her into finding some solace somewhere else. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm losing my mind. He's a bit of a war hero. So it was important that Jason had authority, a sort of alpha male quality, but also with a kind of 
gentle interior because you need to know that he loves Rachel. And I think Jason worked so brilliantly on that level. At the heart of the aftermath is optimism. How does a husband and a wife find a way ahead? How does a world put themselves back together after this hatred? it's a very very grown-up film I think it's a very grown-up love story um, and I think it's grappling with lots of questions that sort of seem very relevant to today how do we rebuild how do we see each other as human beings um, how do we bridge gulfs um, I think it's kind of it's got all of that in it I just hope that people uh, understand the complexity of war and uh, of, of the human psychology and the fact that uh, it's not always good versus bad. It's, it, there, there's um, uh, people suffering on both sides. That's not necessary. You've got grit in it. to apologize. For what? Don't. I was going to, but I won't. <laughs> 